This is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the reputation rock star, Todd Collins. In three, two, one. You're listening to the Weekend Real Estate Report on 105.7 The Fan. You do a great job here, giving the audience quite a bit of information. A lot of guys like me, I'm sure a lot of females, have certainly have been enlightened and informed to help their life a little bit better. So keep up the good work. Once again, Carl Delmont. Hey, good morning, Carl Demon here on the Weekend Real Estate Report, and we have a great guest in today. I'm excited for this. I have Todd Collins here, and listen, I was at a mastermind uh, for Baltimore Real Producers, and it's great. Sometimes you go to these masterminds, and some of the topics, they're okay. A lot of it's networking and everything else, but I have to be honest, and I'm not saying this because he's sitting in front of me. I was mesmerized. There's um, there's so much to learn when it comes to social media, marketing, and, and all these other things, and, and he has found a way to become a not just an area expert. Expert, but a national expert in what's going on in, in social media, reputation management, um, how to stand apart. Um, obviously, I love marketing, so I love talking to him and sharing ideas. But uh, you probably heard of uh, Bar Rescue with uh, John Tapper. Um, guess what? John, T- John Tapper hires Todd because of his expertise, as do many other famous uh, people that are on television and other media. But uh, Todd, and we just found out we were just making small talk to one of the breaks and uh, found out that we come from this the same uh, town. So that was kind of didn't know each other until then, but um, I'm a little bit older, so maybe that's why. We're in a different circles, but um, also both have a love for soccer, so that's always good as well. So um, so that being said, so Ty, we first welcome, but you know, let's, let's get into this, because social media now is everywhere, and you just made a post that um, it, it kind of resonated with me, because you're like, you know, I'm on everything now. Anything that's new, you just went on TikTok. Um, you know, I stayed away from Snapchat, because I was told that there's like some kind of vulnerability that, that they refused to patch. I'm like, well, what do I need Snapchat for? Um, so, but you know, now I've branched out. Really, I'm just Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, but you, I mean, you're on all these things and you know how all these things work, everything else. And I think there's a few things we should cover today. Um, we have a great audience of realtors, loan officers, things so we can educate them there. But I think even parents too, you know, just probably some things like I told you the vulnerability you might be able to speak to as well. So um, let's, let's start off with first, you know, reputation management. Um, this is something that, you know, we, anyone, the keyboard warriors, you know, trolls, I guess the other term, people go out and just, they say things on, or type things on social media that they would never say to your face. That, you know, the, the I guess, fake anonymity, but, um, but a lot of times they can do some serious damage. So is that, is that how you got started, reputation management? Yeah, I mean, uh, we started uh, originally as a defamation removal company. So if you were to slander somebody online, um, be it a C-level uh, or uh, an athlete or um, a celebrity, TV celebrity, um, that person would contact us and then we would have that information removed from the website that it was on as well as suppressed back through the search engines. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was years ago. This was before there were a lot of you know defamation attorneys available to you and things of that nature. And still, they're still very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, uh, it's, it's something that has gotten worse since we started. Um, and from what I can see, it's not going away. Mm-hmm. It's it's only getting worse. Um, and so what we've tried to do is create processes and put processes in place for these people um, to limit that, um, use those strategies to better watch themselves online 
to be able to police themselves to not say specific things um, that could put them in certain situations. And one of the biggest things now is we just need to realize that what we put out there is there forever. Even if we do get it removed, someone could still find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of athletes out there today, these young athletes that are coming up um, that tweeted something out, you know, six years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, and there are guys that go out there to make sure, hey, look, we found this on Twitter. This person said this. Is this really the type of person you want uh, on your team or going to your school or something like that? And so as a, from a parent standpoint, being a parent, you're a parent, you know, we've we've got to watch what our kids do on social media. But Where's that kid at? Um, from uh, the school down in uh, Florida with the shooting. Yes. He was going to go to Harvard and they just got rescinded because he said something. Yep. And then the year before that, Harvard rescinded offers, I think, 18 kids for doing something stupid on social yeah. media. Well, the girls I coach, I tell them the same thing. Look, they, the coaches, they may be my age, but they have grad students who are a couple years old. They know what a fence is. They know how to find these sure. things. So don't think you're being slick. They're yeah. looking for those things. Well, don't get me started on college. <laughs> I was a dropout, so. <laughs> and I think it's funny because I, and it's funny about that type of, that, um, that vertical, because I think the the light we were talking about disruption of the real estate industry, and I think that that's really the next vertical that's going to be disrupted shortly. Here is uh, is that education or the profit for education? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's going to be difficult. Um, you can really learn a lot of stuff from Google and YouTube now. I mean, people are building businesses from what they learn on those on those sites. Um, so uh, even my intern, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, Maddie, our intern, mm-hmm. um, she's seeing things now that we're teaching her that she's never learned in college. Mm-hmm. I just find that very, very interesting. Um, and that a majority of what these marketing uh, professors and what they're teaching is literally coming from YouTube. Yeah. Like they'll put YouTube on in the classroom and be like, watch this video. Mm-hmm. So I just find it very, I, I find that part of, I know it's kind of off topic, but I find it very interesting and a very interesting topic to talk about. But getting back to reputation management, it's, it's really, um, it's become more important. And I truly believe it's the pillar of every business nowadays. Um, these younger generations can, can you know, can smell, um, you know, I don't know, bull crap. I don't know if you can say that on yeah. the radio, but it, they can smell it a mile away. And, um, you know, so I think it's, it's really now what other people say about you mm-hmm. is very, very, very important. It needs to be at the top of the funnel from, from where you're trying to uh, build your brand. So to build upon that, you're saying that, uh, for lack of a better example, testimonials about you are better than you saying something about you. Absolutely. I mean, with, I mean, our agency, I mean, we don't, we, most of the people that we bring in or most of our clients are, you know, 85% of our clients are referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is based off of, if you go onto our website, one of the first things you see is customer stories and they're really influential people. They're, they're people that stand behind us and have used our services for years. And, you know, based upon that, I kind of, it's a, it, it becomes a very easy sale. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very easy thing to help you overcome any objection. Well, if these businesses trust this business, then why wouldn't I? Um, if the results are, I'm getting good results or these businesses are getting good results, what's to say that I can't? Um, and so I think a lot of the times it's what other people say about you that will uh, carry a hell of a lot more weight than what you say about yourself nowadays. And so what's, what's uh, maybe one of the more unusual cases you had to do for like a bar or uh, a celebrity or something? And, and what, what's the process there? You just hold the ways you can 
change the algorithm so it doesn't show up? <laughs> See, if I told you everything that we could well, do, I'd probably topically. put myself out of business, yeah. and I don't want to do that. Yeah, give me the headline, not the, it's not very, the yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it's it's difficult because right because it's such a private business. Um, you know, we sign non disclosure statements mm-hmm. for uh, for everyone that we do business with. Um, but it's. I can talk about, I think I can talk about Herschel Walker because he was one of our first clients. We oh, actually wow. still have the check framed in our offices. And I don't think we signed a non-disclosure form for that. So if we did, we're in big trouble. Anyway, <laughs> now I'm just joking. Um, that was one of our first clients. And that was one of the things that kind of put us on the map and, and helped us out. And he referred us a lot of business and we did good stuff with him. So I, it's, look, I mean, I, I can't tell you an exact story, but what I can tell you is that most of the time, your problems are internal. They're not external. Um, your employees can be the downfall of your company. Mm-hmm. So really have that kind of tied up tight. But just make sure that you're taking care of the customers that you're dealing with and you're not going to have an issue. It's really about attentiveness and and just responding to reviews. I mean, very little people know about something very special. And you know, if you're listening to the radio right now, pull your car over and write this down. Google My Business, you have the ability to social media post on Google My Business daily. If you use specific keywords on your Google My Business page, that would be from a standpoint of very easy search queried words. So if you run a pizza place and you write a post on Google My Business that says, if you're looking for the best pizza place near me on Google, this is the place for you. That type of keyword usage works really well from an SEO standpoint. So I'll give you an example. If you are on Google and you type in right now, uh, crabs in Perry Hall, mm-hmm. Conrad's Crabs in Perry Hall dominates Google. The first five lines, client. absolutely a client, <laughs> listens to everything I say, um, but dominates in that area. So um, why do you think they're opening up three more restaurants? I mean, it's... it's you, you got a, the People don't realize this, but you got a lot of publicity for them with the whole PETA thing. Oh, that that was uh, that was Jimmy's famous. Oh, it was Jimmy's. Food. Okay, I thought it was Conrad's. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was not Conrad's. I don't know if Tony and Andrea would be. I don't think they they're not that t- they're not like that. That's okay. more that's more of a Jimmy's thing. Um, yeah, I I don't know if I did. I I, I John John and John got a lot of the press for that, mm-hmm. and John's been a client of ours for you know, John and Tony have been a client client of ours for a very long time. We work very, very close with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of stuff for them. Um, yeah, I knew, so, you, I knew you handled the account. I just got the two restaurants mixed. Yeah, up. we just we just got kind of we just got kind of roped into that. And um, you know, I'd look at it like it, it, same thing. John's always going to say it's a team effort. It's a team effort, and we all we all work together with it. But um, you know, I give John a lot of the credit with that because he's he's the one that really took it all the way through and did a really really good job with it. And you know, we were just talking about traditional media and how he utilized a bill another billboard Mm -hmm. to fight their billboard and so it it, that just shows you the um the power of social media and what it can do for you because if i'm not mistaken and i could check with john about this but after that PETA fight started on twitter his twitter follow rate went up like forty thousand followers Mm -hmm. um and it hasn't stopped and i mean so uh social media does work it can make sales for you it can make you money you just know how to you just know have to know how to use it so in that instance are you the serenade to bergenac telling them what to say are you actually one posting i cannot comment on that okay cannot right. comment i was on curious about it's how not i know works. this is like not fun for you because i can't comment on That's anything right, but, but i respect and that. the reality is is that john john doesn't tell you who runs the twitter account and mm-hmm. i can't tell you who runs the twitter account either remember when umbc basketball team a couple of years ago went 
pretty far. Yeah. And whoever was doing their Twitter post was getting, I mean, same thing. I mean, like 40, 60,000 yeah. followers because they were just Cinderella and, and they were pretty funny. Yeah. Twitter. I mean, and that's the thing. If you really look at it, like if you look at Wendy's advertising, right? And mm-hmm. this, I mean, Wendy's isn't a client, but if you look when, at Wendy's has a reputation now where it's like they roast everybody. Absolutely. And, but if you look at their traditional advertising on TV, on streaming TV, on radio, on social media, uh, aside from Twitter, um, it's very traditional, mm-hmm. right? But then the minute you go to Twitter, it's a different personality. And that's why I like Twitter so much because it's it's really a, a confrontational back and forth type of social media platform that's that works very, very fast. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And so I think you can have one message on one platform and have a completely different message on another platform. Uh, it's just about how you use it. Okay. And really that's what Twitter's for. Twitter is there for information and fun. A lot of older demographics that I know don't even watch the news anymore. They really, they go to Twitter for their news. Mm -hmm. A lot of news stations go to Twitter for their news. I mean, people know that. This is admitted by news stations. You know, we find information on Twitter and we utilize that to get stories. Mm -hmm. So I find it very interesting. So if anyone's interested in in talking to you about potentially hiring you for your agency, how can they reach you? Yeah, I mean, it just really depends. It's easier to go to PlatinumReputations.com and just hit the contact form and pick out your vertical. We work with uh, real estate agents. We work with restaurants, uh, auto dealerships, um, attorneys. Uh, it, the, li- the list goes down. There's so many. It's just absolutely ridiculous. We work with pretty much every vertical. I always say it's the formula, um, not the vertical that's different, not the marketing plan that's different. The formula is the exact same all the way through. All right. While you're listening, if you're hungry right now, you got to check out our friends at Cooper's, Slancha, and Woody's. Cooper's right there in Fells Point and also locations in Lutherville and also in Jacksonville. Cooper's is home of Baltimore's Best Burger, a Burgers of the Month, and of course, the uh, chili, or it's not chili, the gumbo that Guy Fieri raves about. And right next door to them in Fells Point is Slancha, where soccer is religion. If you're looking to watch some soccer, you got to go down there and check out them. But they also have great Irish food, great atmosphere, all kinds of specials. And of course, Woody's right above Slancha with the best view in Fells Point. So check that out and uh, tell me here to hear on the radio they'll appreciate that all right we're gonna take a quick break we come back so much more to discuss with todd don't go anywhere the weekend real estate report will be right back on 1057 the fan now back to the weekend real estate report on 1057 the fan all right, welcome back. Week in Real Estate Port. And uh, today we're talking about something, maybe not real estate, but this will help real estate agents, but anyone who's out there, whether it's a personal account or your business account. And we're talking about the social media reputation management and really just how to make the most out of social media. We brought in an uh, expert, not just local, but national expert, Todd Collins. And um, one of the things I want to ask you is like Yelp. You know, Yelp is something where it seems to me disingenuous hmm. because you could have 20 great reviews and one bad. If you don't pay them, they'll only publish the bad and maybe one good. Uh, it's like, well, come on, man. It's like ransomware sort of like pay us and we'll make we'll make all the other stuff go away. And, it, and you can't even like the stuff they put, they only verify if it's true or not. Like, you may know this in a restaurant business. I had friends in a restaurant business. They would tell me, like, the competition would just write fake stuff because Yelp would just publish it. They didn't care. Uh, I guess that maybe came to the forebear of why you had to get involved in this, right? Yeah, and I mean it's not not, not Yelp, but just the well, you know, lack we, can, of we can talk about Yelp for a second. Um, and and it's really just about all the platforms. But Yelp, and, and interestingly enough, um, there's more positive reviews on Yelp than there are negative reviews mm-hmm. statistically. Um, I've done research myself to see if the ones the the actual locations and businesses that run ads with Yelp have better reviews than the ones that don't, mm-hmm. and it comes back that that's not necessarily true. 
um, as well as that they, in my opinion, have the best process of flagging a review, a negative review. Um, if it contains that unsubstantiated, malicious, or slanderous content, or if it's against their terms and conditions, they you have the best shot at getting that review taken down. Okay. Yelp. So, so believe it or not, I, I don't think there's two things that I think has caused Yelp to have the um, perception. Perception, yes, that that they do with the public and business owners. So the first reason is they actually call and try to sell advertising to you over the phone, and probably the most inopportune times. Mm-hmm. So when you're trying to sell advertising to a restaurant, you don't call them at twelve o'clock, and you don't call them at five o'clock, mm-hmm. right? And you don't continuously do it. So I think that is the first thing that's that, that's caused them to have that issue. The second thing that's caused them to have that issue is moving positive reviews to the not recommended section on the page. That has also caused and um, it's almost made them the business owner feel like an, it's an injustice. Why, if someone leaves me a positive review or you not showing it, your algorithm is saying that it's not recommended. I don't understand that. Um, so there's no real explanation behind it. I was on a panel with um, a young lady who was who worked for Yelp, mm-hmm. uh, and then I had her on my podcast and interviewed her and asked her a bunch of these questions. And um, to be completely honest with you, I think those are the big two reasons why people say Yelp. They don't like it. And it's not like you don't you, – I never hear anybody say, I hate Facebook, I hate Google, mm-hmm. I hate TripAdvisor, uh, you know, I hate Zomato, I hate OpenTable. They don't. They don't hate them, and you have to go, all right, well, what's the defining difference? I can leave a review on all these same platforms. The only defining difference is is that Facebook, Google, they don't call you and try to sell you anything, right? And they don't hide your reviews. Yeah, I think that's the one. I think you know it's one of those things where you can assume it possibly correct or partially correct, but if you're going to hide my good stuff but highlight the bad stuff, yep. and then you're calling me to say, but if you pay – yep. It reverses. It almost yeah. And I, I th- Yelp. There's somebody that was employed by Yelp. I think that got caught doing that, and mm-hmm. they're no longer there. And um, I again, I've seen the research. I've seen the case studies. Um, it they they don't do it anymore. Um, and Yelp is actually one of those uh, review platforms where you can't harvest reviews. And what I mean by that is you can't ask someone to leave you a Yelp review. Mm-hmm. It's very very looked down upon. So in the reality is you have to give the customer the opportunity and the choice to decide where they want to leave that review. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that is called what's called review gating. And you don't want to do that. Um, you can get, you, the business can get hit with a massive fine and so can the agency. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's a great, right now we live in a very, very good time where people can say whatever they want to say. But we also live in a very good time where there are businesses and agencies like ours that are protecting these business owners um, from people that think that they can say whatever they want to say mm-hmm. without any kind of uh, circumstance coming around back to them. Well, I shared privately with you uh, something on Facebook I saw where a friend posted their friend's restaurant response. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I know him. I would, would tell him, don't do that. Yeah. Because I saw it. I was like, well, that's kind of bold, but I'm not sure I would do that. But there's some things out there where you can really walk right up to the edge and, and maybe be successful, almost like, you know, the Wendy's campaign and some of the other stuff. But for certain businesses, you know, there are guys out there, car dealers, that'll put on a cowboy hat and, you know, giant sunglasses and affect a draw and that's their shtick and it works. And mm-hmm. there's other car dealers like, I'm not doing that. Um, I think you have to be a little bit comfortable doing those things because if it's disingenuine, it resonates and people realize that this is just an act and it backfires. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're we're in the real world now, like the days of, you know, going down to, to Bill's Cowboys used car dealership mm-hmm. and buying a car are kind of over. Um, we the the generations that are that are coming up are very, very intelligent, very smart, very sharp. 
Um, and like I said before, like they can smell bull crap a mile away. Mm -hmm. Um, and that being said, um, you really have to get back to a lot of realism. Well, you're, you're a big this. proponent of be yourself, whatever, whatever you are, be you, because absolutely, I, th I think there's an emotional intelligence that picks up on that. But mm -hmm. I, I think it's also the sincerity comes through when you're trying to be something you're not. Uh, it ends up that I think, you know, you might fool some of the people, but yeah. eventually the truth's going to come out. It's going to come out every single time. And I mean, you just have to realize that is that whether you think someone's watching or not, they are. Just because they're not engaging with you doesn't mean that they're not watching you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it, we we live in a very very interesting world. The camera is on us at all times, no matter you know what we what we think or what we do. Mm -hmm. um, no matter where you are, just because you don't have your phone out doesn't mean someone else doesn't. Um, and you have to really kind of understand that this is a completely different world now, mm -hmm. um, and we have to be ready for that, and we have to be prepared for that. And so that's why sometimes I like sharing those stories because it's it gets you thinking, going, wow, I didn't. I didn't, th I never thought about it that way. I never thought of, I never thought that other people, you're right. Other people have their phones out. Other people have cameras. I, I'm always thinking very selfishly because my face is buried in my own phone. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so we have to be very, very careful nowadays of what we say, what we do, even with reviews, same thing. I mean, make sure that your reviews are genuine. Cause if they're not uh, agencies like me are going to come after you and, it is what it is. That review won't be there. Well, you know, with social media being such a ubiquitous process and, and part of all of our lives, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are jumping into your realm claiming they're experts. One, because they're young or mm -hmm. they, they've had a Snapchat account for five years and so they know <laughs> what they're doing, whatever. But how does someone differentiate a, a business that wants to hire someone? How do Because it seems like, you know, people who are older will think, oh, well, I, I got some interns coming out of college. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And they may, but they also don't have the world experience that they know how to sort of temper like you can't just go out and be wendy's overnight with yeah. wendy's twitter account and if you do it wrong you might alienate 10 years of goodwill absolutely um i think right now it's every there I, I i really i have the word expert in my profile and i don't and the only reason i have it there is because other people have told me that mm -hmm. like i didn't put it there because i said i was an expert and in reality like i'm an educ i'm an educated expert which means i'm consistently educating myself to to keep that status and basically what that means is the expert is i take the expert and use that as experience. Mm -hmm. I've, I have much more experience than the average person in, in, in our area from that standpoint. And there's, of course, there's a couple of questions I'll ask people, you know, um, to kind of test their knowledge. And if they don't pass that, then I know that we're dealing with someone who might think they're like a guru or an expert or something like that, but they're just not. They don't mm -hmm. understand it. And if they're not consistently educating themselves to stay ahead of the game, um, I don't find them to be an expert either. So um, a lot of these, a lot of the younger kids that are coming up, I, I would just tell them, go find an agency, go intern them or in intern for them, go work for free. Um, and most of the time, you're not going to end up working for free. You're going to end up getting paid because the person that you're learning from, if they're a good person, will give you money to stick around. Mm -hmm. But um, learn it and, and, and take in as much as you possibly can. There's not a lot of people out there that can do the same thing. And reputation management is a funny one because there's a lot of agencies out there that will say, we do this, 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 and this, and that might all fall into their niche, but, oh, we also do reputation management. Mm -hmm. When we're the other side of it, we're like, we do reputation management, that's our pillar, but we also do these things. Mm -hmm. And by the way, here's some examples of how we do it. And I think a lot of it just takes time. You know, I didn't, I didn't get these accounts and have the accounts that I have 
uh, in the first year that we were open. Yeah. It took years to to have the proof, the social proof. And now the social proof is there. Right? It goes full circle to what you said. You have clients that have great success, and then they become your testimonials and yeah. start referring business to you because it works. Yeah, I mean, and that's the easiest part of my job is that I've I've my clients are my best salespeople. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really need to go out and say these things anymore. I go to them and say, you know, what do you think of me? When I ask for those testimonials, I literally say, like, tell me what you feel. Mm-hmm. And they say it. And after some of those testimonials, I literally get chills because I'm kind of like, I did not realize that I had that type of impact on them or their business. Like when Steve Della said, we were 30, our revenue is up 30% over last year. And it was because, you know, we were a part of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's awesome. Like, I didn't know that, you know, or the end of when Justin Wendell from Pappas um, finishes his and the way that he says, you know, how much he appreciates us, truly appreciates us. Um, you don't realize how much you impact people until they actually get to speak their feelings about you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's what really continues to kind of drive us um, in that area and really just evolving them. Like you were saying, like I put, I put myself on TikTok and, uh, you know, Reagan, who's in the studio, she's not talking, but she's in the studio and she's actually like my tutor on TikTok. Um, and I'm letting her, you know, teach me the ropes. Like Mm -hmm. I was trying to reply to somebody who commented on one of my TikToks today and she showed me how to reply. And I, I'm, I'm, my ego is not that big to learn from people that are younger than me Mm -hmm. to help teach me more things. And I find that that's kind of what I'm doing right now is I'm helping people that are older than me. I'm 40, but people that are older than me that want to learn. And I get really excited about that. You know, it's funny you mentioned the expert thing. I I know this guy, I think in the last... 10 years, he's probably had 20 job titles at the same company. He ended up taking, going out for a two-day course in California on social media. He came back and changed his LinkedIn profile, social media expert. Mm-hmm. And I just laughed. I'm like, okay, you went to a two-day course, which probably meant you paid attention 10% of the time. But someone probably wrote down, put the word expert in there, and you're, you are, but mm-hmm. just because he did. And I laughed because this is like about a year now, and his LinkedIn three likes whether it's for him as for his company um you know i look at his, his facebook post no likes hardly mm-hmm. any followers and i'm like how do you call yourself an expert when you're putting it'd be like you know calling yourself a, an expert artist and then you, you publish your all your artwork and it looks like stick figures like yeah. okay you might want to go back and maybe <laughs> you can't call yourself an expert when you don't have the body of work to represent that but you know again social media everyone becomes you know an expert overnight and all the other things but you know to your point i think you know, going back full circle to what you said about you know like maddie going to college and studying marketing um i think there it's like even though it's the YouTube is anything else, it's more of a macro approach. And mm-hmm. that person, there are, what's the old saying? Those who can do and those who can't teach. Yeah. Um, but yours is more of an immersion. So she's now taking what she's learning in college and applying it now. So, I mean, her future is going to be great because when she gets out, she's going to have that degree. She's going to have that work experience to go out there and hit the ground running. So, I mean, I wish, you know, wish you know, my daughter, she's lifeguarding. I wanted her to do some internships and everything else. She's, like, she's more than welcome. Hey, she's like, anybody that I'm like, I get it. I get it. But, um, so, you know, also, you know, with social media, so, you know, we look at, you know, there's the misconception, I should say that Facebook is for 40 plus mm-hmm. Instagram is for 18, uh, 30, uh, TikTok, I'm going to assume now talking to you is for, you know, teenagers. Um, but those really don't hold true because there's businesses that have these accounts. There's people, all different ages, demographics in these accounts. Um, is that a, a big mistake that a lot of businesses make? They think they're going to exclude something because, well, that's, I don't know who's on there or that's the wrong demo. Yeah. They exclude it because 
they don't use it and they don't see any value in it. Um, and that is really such a terrible approach to anything. Um, why would you exclude, you know, well, that's kind of the biggest thing. I, I always talk to people and they'll be like, we don't like, you know, we don't, I, I don't like Facebook, so I don't use it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's like 8 billion people in the world that really, really like Facebook and they use it. And so that really should, <laughs> it shouldn't matter what you think. And so that's the way that I always talk about it. And when I was actually at that mastermind, um, I said, you know, do you guys plan on being real estate agents for the next 10 years? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them raised their hand. And I said, well, that's great. Then why aren't you on Snapchat? Why aren't you on TikTok? Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are doing all this video. Why aren't you uploading that video yeah. to these, to these platforms? These future yeah. buyers. Why are you not casting this wide net? Like the, the, the wider net that you cast, the more fish that you're going to grab. And, and you, what you forget to kind of take on is that, let's say like an 18 or 19 or 20 year old person is using Snapchat and they see your real estate video and they're with their parents and they go, oh my gosh, look at this funny video. Because how many times have your kids said that to you? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you they've said it. And based on that, because they know your interests and that creates communication, they might go, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, where did you, right? And so you have the ability to expand your brand by expanding where you spread that content. And it's really not that difficult. It actually only takes about five minutes of your day to do it. Mm-hmm. So when people tell me I don't have the time, that's not true. Um, they just don't want to do it. And they're the ones that are going to get left in the dust and the ones that are currently listening to me and the ones that are reaching out to me on social media and saying, can you help us evolve? Um, I'm going to, and we're going to bury the rest of you. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it's just the truth. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. You know, one thing that resonates with me, uh, my first day of college, we got a box and it was men in deodorant, Colgate toothbrush, Colgate toothpaste, and uh, a Gillette razor. And up until recently, I still used all those products just because it was, they gave it to me. I'm like, oh, cool. And then right. you just kept buying it. You know, now I use a Harry's razor because I don't, you know, yeah. whatever. But, you know, you, you then branch out. But yeah, you, you're right. You get in that young enough, you, you can actually make an impression. And then that child one day's thinking about buying a house and maybe deep down remember like, oh, I kind of remember, you know, this, this realtor posted a really cool thing. I wonder if you're still in business. And, yeah. So, all right, we're talking with Todd Collins here. He is an expert in social media, reputation management, and uh, he's going to talk next about how to set yourself apart, whether it's an individual or a business. Plus, we got a few other things we're going to discuss. You're listening to Weekend Real Estate Report. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. We come back. Much more. Don't go anywhere. The Weekend Real Estate Report will be right back on 105.7 The Fan. Now back to the Weekend Real Estate Report on 105.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Recon Real Estate Port. Carl Dumman here. Listen, if you listen to the show right now, I promise you were within the last 10, 15, 20 minutes, you were probably on your cell phone looking at Facebook or Instagram or some type of social media account. If not, it, it's permeated throughout all of our lives. You can't get away from it. It's everywhere. The problem is there's just a lot of people out there that don't know enough about it. But what's worse, there are people out there who claim to know a lot about it and they don't. And that can actually set you back uh, almost to where it's... Uh, you know, irrevocable. So um, we're bringing in this expert here, Todd Collins, and we want to talk about some things like for businesses, you know, again, we go back to s- traditional media, television, you know, we'll talk about, um, uh, I can't remember his name now, but uh, the, the guy that had to, we stack them deep and sell them cheap. Um, oh God. I don't remember the name of that. I, I yeah. I used to do a uh, uh, little kind of me, but anyway, those kind of things could work because it branded himself. People knew who he was. You know, he sold Kias and all these other things. Um, 
This is what happens. I don't get enough sleep. Is it Hans Horpen? No, 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 no. That's just a, but he does. He it's the same yes. thing. Yeah. Same kind of shit. Yeah, their commercials. I always think about like it almost to me seems like the the, the TV crew should like today's a commercial. Like, it is. We have everything planned. I'll tell you what. Uh, sit here and I'll dump water on you. I literally think it's like that. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. It, maybe it's on purpose. I don't know, but um, but yeah, that's a good thing. So think about that. Like if I'm buying a car, how does that make me want to buy? A car? It makes me remember their name. Yeah, but. But making remember the name and wanting to do business with someone—that's two different things. I'm not pick on answer. I'm just saying that you could have a really cool commercial, but it may not make people want to do business with you. It may make you laugh. Everything else. Right. My favorite one is the one with the old ladies and like, look, I put all my pictures on the wall, and the lady's like, "That's how this works. I knew this works." That was a funny commercial, but I have no idea who, who the company was. I can't remember who the company was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it comes down to like, you know, where's the beef, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. I think you know, people get lost in translation of is this going to help me sell something or is this going to help create brand awareness? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you really, when you switch the, this is going to create brand awareness. Um, that's where it is. I always talk about like the, what, the why and the how. So really today, like a commercial to me is, should be the beginning of the story. And then you should kind of plan it out from that standpoint. Um, so I was really, um, Netflix had a series and I can't remember the name of the series, but it was choose your own adventure where you could, you're watching the TV series and you would then choose with your remote control, which way the person would react. Um, and so it was very, um, it it was intuitive back to those books. If you remember those books Mm -hmm. where it was like, choose your own adventure. And I found that to be very interesting where we were, it, it, it changed the landscape of how you were consuming that entertainment. Um, and I think that's kind of what's happening now. So for, if we wanted to use Antwerp as an example, I think Jack did a very, very, very good job of creating brand awareness, mm-hmm. creating himself into a local celebrity where people felt special when they went there, especially if they saw him. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really smart. Does that work anymore? I don't know. I don't know if it does. And it um, doesn't work in all industries either. I think it could work in all industries. Think so? I think most people are just scared. Okay. I think most C levels and most owners of businesses are very, if, very if you scared. Are a financial planner. Why not? I don't know. I, if I'm going to invest, you know, my hard-earned money for retirement, do I want a guy that is being sort of comical, or do I want a guy that's going to portray, "Hey, look, you know, I called, this, I called a crash in 07. I called this, I called that." And I just think certain industries, not that they have to be stayed. I mean, right. I think those traditional state industries can branch out and do some yeah. other things, but I think. I don't know if you can paint them all with the same brush. I think you can. Really? And, I, and, and yeah, absolutely. And the reason I say that is this, is that you can tell that same story of mm-hmm. how you predict the crash in a completely different way. If you wanted to, t- if you wanted to tell it in a comical way to create more attention to it, you mm-hmm. could, right? So you could start it off in a comical way and end it in a very serious note. Um, and so again, I think uh, we were, <laughs> we were just talking in the hallway about this. I'm not adverse to traditional media whatsoever mm-hmm. or traditional tactics. I'm just adverse to the messages that are coming across. The messages are wrong nowadays. When I'm driving down the road and I see a real estate agent's face on the board and it tells me all this information, I don't have enough time, A, to look at it or write it down or do anything else. That message sucks. Mm-hmm. The real message should be something short, sweet and attention grabbing. And that's the exact same thing that should be setting them apart. And that's what that Jack Amtorpin did. Mm-hmm. That's what if a smart financial planner would be like, if I want to stand apart from every other financial planner, what can I do? And that's what I would do. I would go, okay, I'm going to be comical about it. Mm-hmm. So I believe 100% that it could work in every single vertical, uh, especially nowadays, because 
the 50, 60, 70 year old might go, man, he sounds like he's not the person I want to work with. But the 30, the 30, 40 year old who's coming up might go, wow, this guy's like really entertaining and really, Mm -hmm. and and really smart. And his message speaks true. Mm -hmm. And he's got the back, like he has the proof, the social proof. I'd rather work with this guy than the guy over here. That's a stick in the mud. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it ends up coming down to is really good personal branding. So one one thing always stuck out to me, and I ask you the same, like uh, a marketing campaign that was just like a total fail and how they miss it. And this one was the guy put his QR code. That was it. QR code with very small letters, his company, on the wall of a sporting event. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take a picture of it, the quality's not going to be good enough. You really can't use it. Yeah. It's like, really? That, that was, you spent all that money to put a QR code? That was like, probably the worst one would be um, in Mexico, Chevy had trouble selling to Nova because they didn't realize that Nova in Spanish means no go. But um, that was probably the worst one I learned in college. But this QR code, I'm like, what is this guy trying to get? Like, you're not going to walk up to it and do it because it's in the middle of the field. But if you take a picture from far away, the the quality is just not going to be there. So it's not going to translate anyway. Interestingly enough, Snapchat uh, can scan QR codes. From really far away? Well, pretty far away. So the way that – when did that – This was like five, six years ago. Yeah. So – okay. So it was probably before Snapchat. I mean, the way way that I would have done it, if I were to do that nowadays, is I would have had the QR code there. I would have put the Snapchat ghost around it Mm -hmm. and said, take a snap. Yeah, so they know which way to, to, to take the photo of it. And when you it. take a snap of a QR code, mm-hmm. it will literally re, it'll open up a website right okay. within Snapchat. So it's a great way for you to be able to, to push uh, push your Snapchat shot QR mm-hmm. code right to a website, which is very interesting. So that would have been the way I do it. Most marketing plans, I would say probably 90% of them are marketing uh, efforts probably do fail. Okay. Um, because most of them are just tested. I mean, that's really what you're doing. You're A-B testing and A-B. Why do you think we make the same movies over and over again? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because at that, at one point, we, the movie, the, the companies, the entertainment companies go, oh, we got to make some money. Yeah. Let's put Child's Play 19 out. Right. I mean, I saw a picture yesterday and it was really funny. There's a movie theater and it's like Toy Story 4, Child, the new Child's Play movie. Um, I think like, I don't know if like Jurassic Park was on that. It was all like movies that yeah. had already been done. And it was just like, we've run out, of, we've run out of ideas. And it's not that we've run out of ideas. It's that we just go back to what worked before and we kind of pull it out. I wrote a blog about what's called nostalgia marketing. Mm-hmm. And I think right now is a great time to actually, you know, ring in on that nostalgia. Um, I'm 40. So when I was growing up to me, the toys were the best. Mm-hmm. Like we had the, my generation, we had the best toys hands down. No question about it. Metal transformers, uh, he-Man, Castle Gray Skulls. I mean, everything from soup to nuts, right? We had the best RC cars at that point. I think they were just coming out. All the video games were starting to come out and things like that. My age group is very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And we get very excited when, when things of nostalgia come around. That's why I feel like Stranger Things do, it did so well mm-hmm. on Netflix because it, it rung true to my generation. That being said, um, I feel like these are things that can set a lot of these real estate agents and a lot of these people apart um, is 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 tapping into the nostalgia of their target age demographic. And again, they're not doing that. Um, and so what I always say when I'm in a presentation or the last seminar that I actually did was what you know, but you don't do. And more truer words there couldn't be. Mm-hmm. They know what works because they consume it every single day on their device. Yet they do the exact opposite of that 
and expect the results of what they consume. Yeah, a lot of times I think people can see the forest through the trees. It's hard to see. You, you, you realize you're doing things until you sit back, whether it's a coach that comes in or yeah. someone like you and says, you know, you're doing this every day. Like, wow, it's right in front of me. I didn't even see it. Yeah, I mean, I had people come up to me at uh, Colleen's um, Mastermind and were like, all this stuff makes so much sense and you're absolutely right. I mean, the one girl I think stood up and literally was like, she used my, my hashtag uh, generator and she was like, this Instagram post got more yeah. engagement than it's ever gotten before. And I was like, there, she listened. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I told these people, I was like, I'm going to follow you. You're going to follow me on Facebook. Watch what happens in that night. I mean, literally like hundreds of people were like adding me as a friend. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But, um, I'm watching them and usually within a week, they'll go right back to, what they were previously doing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why they shouldn't do that. Um, good news is I'm going to be getting with um, the gentleman that did the video for us when we were at that mastermind, Colin Cameron, yep. um, who does a great job in um, Hanover, Pennsylvania. Not really a Maryland guy. And um, Mike Ritter, mm -hmm. which I think you know Mike. Mm -hmm. He did the wedding wrap mm -hmm. and uh, the thing for and the video for good humor and stuff like that. So all us three are going to be getting together and doing something pretty big. Um, for a lot of the uh, real estate agents in this area um, to really help start educating themselves and evolving themselves because I really want to see who's going to come out on top and be the future, you know, of that market. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a real estate agent. It could be, you know, somebody in the mortgage business, mm -hmm. somebody that does titling, um, all that type of stuff. But it's, uh, it's high time they start evolving now mm -hmm. because they are going to get left behind, sadly. And that's not what I want to see happen. I gave somebody an idea the other day and I can't remember who it was. And I said, were you a real estate agent in 2006 and 2007 and 2008 and 2009? And she told me, yes. And I said, have you ever sat down and told the story of how you navigated the waters in 2008 and 2009 to now? And she was like, no. And I was like, do you even imagine the amount of content that you could create out of that and the amount of engagement that you could create out of that from an educational standpoint for newer real estate agents, if that situation happens again, and you know, it's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And so the people that stayed the course as real estate agents or were in that, or were in that market, in the mortgage market have a really big opportunity to teach these young guys, young gals, how to navigate those waters, uh, as well as create a completely different, different business model where it's a course of how to get, how to, how to navigate a down market. Mm -hmm. um, and nobody's tapped into that. And I literally told her, I said, you have 48 hours until, and that was two days ago to do a video about it. She hasn't done the video. And now I'm on the radio giving whoever's out there that's Someone, listening uh, yeah. to this, take that idea and absolutely positively run well, with it. You in that mastermind, you asked anyone to raise your hand. And I, I was more listening. I didn't want to speak. I just want to listen. And it didn't dawn on me until I had a breakout session and someone asked me something. And I was like, you know, here's something I didn't even think about. Back in 2000, I used to do um, Channel 2, like weekly. Yeah. And um, one time on a different segment, they said, hey, we want to talk to you about the real estate market. It's 2006. And I said, well, I think there's going to be a, a reckoning. I think it's going to be a crash. And I think pay option arms are going to be a reason behind it. And I explained pay option arms or anything else. And it went on to be like, oh, my God, real estate. And it was about nine to 12 months later before people started admitting, oh, wait, something's going on here. I did a course to bubble. Literally, like, five years later, a friend sends me a message. Dude, you're on a BBC. I'm like, what? Like, I was in Scotland in 98. I haven't been back since. What are you talking about? Well, BBC did an article on who 
called the housing crisis, and they found a bunch of people, and they put a piece of my segment on there, and they shot up. And at the time, our website got all this activity on us. So I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. But it, I forgot about it. So it's almost like you said. It's right in front of you, and, and you forget about it. That's something I should probably go back. And not that I want to say there's another crash coming, because I don't think. I think there's a you know, some corrections in certain parts of the market, but um, but that's something I think maybe I need to repopulate. So um, I, I, don't, I, don't want, I want to cut you off, because what I would love to do is take that piece of video where you call it, mm-hmm. and then maybe get that right there of what you just said or your next straight up shot call yeah. and put those together and mean like something's up before with this dude. Yeah. yeah like i would just love to see that yeah the before and after that that is a hot hot piece of content that mm-hmm. i think that you could use for a very very long time as social proof there's no question excellent go get it well i appreciate you coming in um i tell you what we've got so much more to discuss but unfortunately time is not our friend let's get you back in again and tell some other things i do appreciate you coming in if you want to reach him real quickly yeah and you guys can follow me on uh, instagram and pretty much anywhere at todd collins official so instagram facebook linkedin snapchat twitter youtube tiktok thank you reagan (laughs) (laughs) anywhere anywhere out there uh in the social sphere i'm there Excellent. How are you listening to Weekend Real Estate brought to you by Fremont Mortgage, 26 plus years. And we have mortgage advisors, not mortgage salespeople. And we never charge an application fee. If you're looking to purchase, refinance, renovate, even a home equity loan, maybe you have an adjust rate mortgage and you want to know if it's going to be bad or good in the coming uh, markets, we're happy to review that for you free of charge. And again, we have people on standby right now. If you need that pre-approval, you can always reach us 800-955-8508 or at line Fremont, F-R-E-E-D-M-O-N-T.com. And MLS number 2893, equal housing lender. Appreciate you listening. Have a great Sunday and we'll talk to you next week. This has been a Todd Collins official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins official or visit us at www.toddcollinsofficial.com. Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.